Faith for Today with Colin Urquhart and Julia Fisher. We're talking about prophecy this week. What is a true prophet? What is true prophecy? Today, the spirit of prophecy. What, what, does, what do you mean by this, Colin? Well, all prophecy or true prophecy is a work of the Holy Spirit. And you would say that a person that is a true prophet, the spirit of prophecy is upon his life. Now, uh, we've, we keep coming back to this subject this week about, well, what is a true and a false prophet? Uh, somebody who is a true prophet will have a very godly lifestyle. Because the spirit of prophecy is upon him or her, this will be a person that spends a lot of time in prayer. Um, uh, and uh, of listening to God and being very sensitive to his voice, but uh, will also have a very um, godly personal lifestyle. And, and now this is important, this person will also be very fruitful in his life and ministry. He will not be someone who just sits around and prays and does nothing and gets prophetic words. No, he will be somebody that is involved in practical ministry with people. He will have a good a track record of seeing lives transformed, changed, healed, people being set free uh, through the words that, that um, he has brought. He, he will have had significant influence on particular churches and groups of people uh, because uh, this spirit of prophecy is upon his life, not just upon him to bring prophetic words, but he lives a very consecrated life. A true prophet will live a very consecrated life. He will have a holy lifestyle. And that's one of the reasons in which you can trust um, what he says. That doesn't mean that everything he says is going to be right, because all our prophecy is imperfect. But this is very different from the kind of maverick that we were talking about earlier in the week who makes all kinds of extravagant claims and usually is a person that, that has absolutely nil um, influence for good over people's lives. He, you know, there, there isn't good fruit at all. There's just this judgment and condemnation of everybody that is in sight. So those people you want to avoid like the plague because it is like a spiritual plague that can uh, afflict the church and afflict individual believers if they are allowed to have any influence. But, you know, I'm warning against these, these uh, negative things, but of course the prophetic gift, this spirit of prophecy is a wonderful, wonderful gift from God because it does enable us to, to hear the God. Now, the spirit of prophecy can come upon people at particular times, and that is when they will prophesy uh, in a way that is totally beyond anything that they would normally do, with great accuracy, with great encouragement, with great love. You can always tell when the spirit of prophecy comes, it won't come in a judgmental and condemnational way. Even if the correction, even if there is correction in the, in the prophetic word, it will always be spoken with love, because God corrects in love, not with condemnation and judgment. So 
you know, you can tell in that way when something is really coming from this spirit of prophecy that it is upon people. When you look at somebody who has this lifestyle, who has this spirit of prophecy, where did it all begin for them? Did it begin small and has it gradually grown over the years? I mean, if you have a spirit of prophecy, are you forever a prophet? Well, a prophet is somebody who will have, first of all, considerable spiritual stature. Not not quite like the stature of an apostle, but he will have a spiritual stature which others recognize. Not that he claims for himself, but that others recognize. That's the important thing. Uh, and therefore, the words that he speaks will be spoken, will come across with authority. Not authoritarianism, but with a quiet authority. He will always speak humbly, and he will always speak in a submissive way. You will find that a true prophet will submit what he says, and will even tell people, weigh what is said consider what is said, and as the scripture says, hold fast to that which is good. A true prophet will stand up and say, um, you know, discard anything that you see is not completely in line with God's word. Uh, they, are, they are humble people. They're not these proud, arrogant, this is God, you cannot change this word because this is the word that God has given me. I mean, you can tell by the spirit and the attitude of people. They're trying to be Old Testament prophets in a New Testament age. And, you know, it just doesn't work. It isn't right. It's not of God. Because all judgment belongs to the Son, which means that he hasn't left any for God, hasn't left any for us. Um, so, uh, you know, we can... God can warn people, God can correct people, but he'll always correct them in love and he'll warn them of the consequences, perhaps, if they don't. But it will never be, it will never be to cause fear. Um, true prophecy does not cause fear, it releases faith. And there's a big, big difference between the two. God does not try to frighten people into obedience. He faithes them into obedience. I know there's no such word, but really, that, that's, that's what he does. He, he creates faith and, and inspires love because all that matters is faith working through love. So the Holy Spirit is going to inspire both faith and love in the true prophetic words. And this is what the spirit of prophecy does. The spirit of prophecy operating through either somebody who is an established prophet or because the spirit of prophecy comes upon people or upon a meeting, upon a congregation. Uh, you won't get soulish words. You won't get all these very superficial, almost meaningless words. Uh, you will get something very profound that comes directly from the heart of God, is very accurate and very liberating for the people that hear and receive what is said. Paul places a great importance on, on prophecy, particularly in, in his writings to the Corinthians. Is it your feeling that every church should have its own prophet or group of prophets? God forbid. Um, I, I mean, there is so much danger to this, you see, because... What you get, I'm afraid, in situations like that, is pride enters. And, uh, you know, this group 
consider it their responsibility again to judge everything that happens, even to judge the pastor, to judge the leadership, to judge the elders to whom they're supposed to be submitted. They're not supposed to be in judgment on them. Now, a wise leader can set up a what is often called a school of prophets, a prophetic school where um, there are people that God uses prophetically, but to teach them and to train them and to help them uh, to discern what is of God and what isn't of God and to keep their spirit sweet so they don't get proud, they don't get judgmental, but um, they really are an asset to the body of Christ because this is, um, uh, this is why God has given the gift. Um, Paul says this, everyone who prophesies speaks to men for their strengthening, encouragement, and comfort. He who speaks in, tongue, in a tongue edifies himself, but he who prophesies edifies the church. I would like every one of you to speak in tongues, but I would rather have you prophesy. You see, uh, does the prophetic word strengthen, encourage, and comfort, we looked at that on Monday, does it edify the church? If it's a word that is to be um, spoken to, uh, within a congregational context, does it edify, which means does it build up mm. the church? If it doesn't, then it isn't from God because this is, this is Scripture, and we've said every word has got to be, every so-called prophetic word has to be weighed first and foremost against Scripture. So this is the test. Is it scriptural? Does it edify? Does it strengthen, encourage, build up God's people? If not, forget it, because it certainly isn't from God. You see, even if God is warning, it's so that the church is edified. Even if God is correcting, it's so that the church is edified. But the church is not edified by judgment and condemnation. Now, we know that not everybody is a prophet, but Paul does say here in this same chapter, eagerly desire the spiritual gifts, especially the gift of prophecy. So is this something we should all pray for? Yes, um, because first and foremost, every one of us needs to hear God for himself. Um, so when you pray every day, I mean, I, I, I expect to receive prophetic words from God every day. Because when I, I sit down to pray, I have my Bible open, I'm reading scripture, but I will expect God to speak to me through that scripture and to speak prophetically into my life through that scripture. Uh, using the scripture as a framework will help to keep what I'm hearing absolutely in line with the truth. Um, so the word and the spirit are operating together. So in this sense, every one of us needs to hear God speaking to us prophetically. And every one of us needs to really pray that we will be sensitive to the voice of God even during the daily activity of our lives. You've been listening to Faith for Today presented by Julia Fisher. This program is sponsored by Kingdom Faith. For further information, visit our website, kingdomfaith.com. 